What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Ab Unfiltered, where we honor God, our authentic selves, and the beautiful contrast of life. On today's episode, I have one of my great friends, Sierra Gates, with me talking about beauty and ministry and how they collide and informed her of her passions and purpose. And I'm going to share some of my holiday faves with you today. You know I love the holidays and they are upon us, so I'm going to be sharing some things with you about me. I always bring you guys into my world and an artist me spotlight of the day. I'm so excited about this episode and I hope you are too. So let's get started with my scripture for today. It comes from Colossians 3, 15 through 17. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatever you do, in word or in deed, do all in the name of Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him." Listen, this is the season of Thanksgiving. We give, we receive, we exchange, and I want us to always be mindful and remember that a heart of gratitude is the attitude that God expects us to have. This scripture means the world to me because it reminds us to be at peace in our gratitude. It reminds us that God is with us, He's for us, He loves us, and it's telling us that we should always, always have the grace of the Lord in our hearts as we extend, as we learn as we thrive and as we grow. So let's get started with some of Av's faves. All right, so the season, all of the holidays are upon us. And listen, my favorite part of the holidays is family portraits. And every year we take time out, whether it is in November or December, to try to come together, get a family shoot going so that we can send out holiday portraits. It's so important to me because I love to see the growth in my children. And I also love to see how I've changed and how I've shifted. But each year we see like the kids getting a little bit taller, their little facial facial features shifting, like their personalities changing. And I always want it documented. I'm a historian by nature. I probably have like 120,000 photos in my phone. It's actually slowing my phone down. I'm gonna have to handle that. And um, listen, but holiday portraits are so important because it gives you a time stamp of what the whole entire year looked like and what you look like towards the end of the year. So we always press to get that done. And I recommend CVS and Walgreens. You don't have to spend a lot of money. You get your photo shoot done. They'll print them for you, turn them into a card, turn them into a postcard, turn them into an actual card. You can actually make them into keychains and computer pads and everything. And I'm one to always do things like that. But holiday portraits are so important to me. It's one of my favorite things of the holidays. And I literally want you to understand that if if by chance you're not one who likes to take snapshots so you can remember things and so you can see how you've evolved, I encourage you that you should because it really gives you something to look forward to each year so that you can see the physically the evolution of your family. So that's one of my most important faves of the season. And then besides that, I 
love hot cider. Hot cider is yummy. And I think for me, it's my recipe that gets me all in sync. And I want to share it with you today, if uh, you will. I'm going to put it up on the screen, but listen, you need actual apple cider for sure. Pure apple cider where you puree the apples and you get as much juice out as possible. You need some light brown sugar, not the regular, the light, because it gives you a different type of flair and a different type of, of, of uh, taste. It's got that little bite in it the different type of bite than the brown sugar itself, the dark brown. So make sure you get the light brown. Get a little bit of nutmeg. You want to have some um, white whole cloves. You want cinnamon sticks. And if you like a little pop in your drink, and I don't want to be judged by this. This is like a grandmother recipe, <laughs> especially if you got a cold or something. She calls it a toddy. You can put a little bit of bourbon in there. Hey, that's for you, you know. For me, I put I've started doing the uh, the mom's uh, what is it apple cider vinegar with the mother. It gives you like these detoxing properties that we all need around the holidays. So it not only gives you like this little warm, fuzzy feeling inside, but it also has some health benefits as well. So those are two of Av's favorite holiday things. I want you to go ahead and try my hot apple cider recipe on the screen. Write it down, and I'll be specific in the measurements for you there. Listen, the holidays mean so many different things to different people, and I uh, feel like I would be remiss if I did not acknowledge the fact that sometimes the holidays bring on memories that are not so happy and that um, we start reminiscing on loved ones and those that have gone on uh, um, ahead of us, family members, friends, and it sometimes brings up uh, feelings that we don't know how we're going to react to. I want to encourage you in the Lord, knowing that you're not alone, knowing that, you know, that while people are celebrating, that you can take some time for yourself, pull out old pictures, look at old videos of your loved ones and find an inner joy and peace, knowing that their life was well lived and everything that was meant for them to accomplish in the years that they lived, they did because God said they did. And the uh, moment that we reconcile those moments, the better off we will feel. Um, allow yourself to feel. I'm a big advocate for that. Don't eclipse it too soon. Feel what you feel, but also get out of there as best as possible. Sometimes the holidays bring on depression. It brings on things that just take you down a path that you don't want to stay. I just want you to be encouraged when you see all of the lights and all of the trees and everything. Just find the beauty in those things and, and do something that makes you happy. If you want to eat everything for the holiday season, honey, eat it up. Go and, I mean, eat everything and go watch movies. You know, usually you get a good corny couple of Christmas films. Watch those and those will definitely uplift you because I know the year that my brother passed away, I was so tore up, but every dumb Christmas movie, and I do mean dumb, baby, literally brought me out of the dumps. You just have to find a perspective that will allow you to find your happy again. So I want to encourage you with that today and let you know that the holidays don't have to be somber. You can allow yourself those moments to feel and then get out of there as soon as possible, but just find the things that make you happy and focus on those. That's Av's, some of Av's advice a little bit earlier. 
So I definitely want to take the time to do the Artist Me Spotlight, which is a part of my brand where I highlight an amazing woman who's blazing her path, who is allowing her artistry to shine forth. What God placed within her, she's allowing to come out. And today I want to highlight Taylor Simone Ledward. Listen, Taylor is an extremely talented singer. In 2014, Ledward graduated from California State Polytechnic University. Pomona with a bachelor's degree in music industry studies. She started dating Chadwick Boseman, best known for his role in Marvel's Black Panther in 2018. Bozeman proposed in October 2019, and they tied the knot in an intimate wedding thereafter. Recently, Taylor did her first interview since his passing in 2020 and shared her experience with grief. Listen, Taylor, we celebrate you for your uh, poise and your transparency. Um, you stood by your husband, and even though you guys were newly married, you were uh, as, as loving and as kind, allowing his life to shine through showing up and allowing his life to speak for itself. So we celebrate you. We celebrate you keeping his legacy alive. And I want to encourage everybody to see Wakanda forever because it is phenomenal. The way they honored your husband uh, literally brought me to tears in the theater. Everybody go see it, go support it. That cast is phenomenal. The dancing, the choreography, and just the story itself is so, so, so refreshing. Listen, we celebrate you, Taylor, and we just honor you for allowing the artistry to flow through you of love and light beyond circumstances because we all need to see it. What a great example of an artist me spotlight for an amazing woman. Let's celebrate Taylor, guys. All right, everybody, you're in for a treat. I have the beautiful Sierra Gates, better known as Sierra Glamshot, with me today. Listen, Sierra has made a name for herself as a global television star and cast member of the popular reality show Love and Hip Hop, as well as she is a serial entrepreneur. As a devoted wife, mother of two, woman of God, mentor, entrepreneur, teacher, and beauty professional, Sierra's story continues to inspire people from all walks of life. She's the owner and operator of The Glam Shop, an Atlanta staple for all things beauty. Sierra also uses her testimony as a teen mom to motivate women globally through Monty Monster University, as well as the Glam Tour. Please welcome to Ave Filter, my sister, Sierra Gates. Hey, honey. Hey, good morning. Good morning. You look so beautiful. How you doing? How you feeling? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling really, really good this morning. How you feeling? I'm good. I'm good. Excited to get into this conversation. Um, you are one of the most inspirational people that I've grown to know. And even though we've only known each other for literally like the past nine or 10 months, I have mm -hmm. watched you and I have gleaned and I have just literally been inspired by the woman that you are because you are so positive and you always find perspective in everything. Even when things look sour, you always find a, a faith um, push to boost people forward, yourself as well as others, and you're always encouraging. So with that being said, how did you realize that beauty would become a part of your ministry? 
Um, I realized after I had my daughter at an early age of 15 um, that, you know, I, I needed money as a mom. And I always loved to draw. I always loved to just look cute. I always wanted my eyebrows arched because my eyebrows were so thick my whole <laughs> life. And I, I remember one time I um, I was like, Mom, I think I was in like the sixth, seventh grade. I was like, I, Mom, please, can I get my eyebrows arched? And she was like, no. And so I remember going and molding my eyebrows with some gel. And she really thought I I got my eyebrows done. But that's when I, I learned that I was very creative. I always braided all of my doll's hair, all of my friend's hair. So after I had my daughter and I needed a job, my mom was upset. And um, she put me out. And I always tell people that's the best could have ever done for me because I say she put me out into the jungle and I came back a lion. But um, she put me out and I just started my creativity as in beauty. I went and told um, this makeup stand I knew how to do makeup. And I was like 16, almost 17 at the time. And I had never done anybody makeup, but I knew that my hands were always creative. I knew that, you know, I always just, you know, was able to do things with my hands and stuff. So she, I was like, I know how to do makeup. I need a job. I ended up just, she was like, you got to do somebody. Let me tell you how God works. One of my homegirls was walking down the, um, the runway of the mall. And she was like, Sierra, do you work here? And the lady that was trying to hire me, she was like, yeah, tell her you work here because I need to see your work. And, um, I was like, wow. yeah, I work here. I did her makeup. I don't, when I tell you, I don't know how I did her makeup. I think I was doing it with Q-tips, just experimenting, <laughs> just doing something. But the lady hired me because her brows were so nice. Wow. And I got my job. I was making money. I was able to take care of my daughter. And everything was, like, great. That's how I got into the beauty industry. I think that you saw a glimpse of God in a way that you never have through this experience. And I don't want to push past what you said. Um, I think that you always find beauty for ashes. And I've, I've learned that from a lot of your stories, whether it's the team mom and what you just shared with the audience right now, you said your mom put you out, but it turned into something else. It literally catapulted you into purpose. You said you um, were put out into the jungle and you came back as a lion, a lion as someone who literally was able to feel and find her way through the wilderness into purpose. And I think that's a grand lesson for our listeners and for people who are viewing today, because everything isn't bad. Sometimes we're comfortable where we are and we get forced out and we have to figure it out. We have to learn. We have to grow. And I think that it's a blessing to actually just be on your own so you can figure out the potentials that lie within you. And I don't think you you may not have like learned who you were actually destined to become had she not do that. So she played a critical part in your destiny and in your rerouting of purpose into who Sierra, the Sierra that we know today. We might not get to experience or we might not have gotten to experience who you actually are had that experience not happened to you. So I want to encourage everybody who's listening and watching that, listen, every hurt moment or moment that you didn't expect isn't bad. Sometimes it's destined by God for you to 
uh, go a different direction so that you can find the parts of you that he actually meant for you to find anyway. He always knew that your mom was going to do that. He always knew that you were going to get pregnant early. He knew that about your life. So it was up to you to understand who Sierra was to become when you had no other options you found and made a way. So I want to encourage you all that, listen, that's how God works in our lives. We think that it's a bad thing, but he always has uh, our best in mind. He's always thinking of us and he's always like, listen, I've got you. It's for us to recognize that power that we have within ourselves, right? Yeah, no, you're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so what has been some of the most, I guess, difficult sacrifices that you've had to make in order to become a successful businesswoman? Because all success isn't good success. Some successes come with things that actually get you hemmed up and get you held hostage to a certain thing. So can you um, just share with us some of your sacrifices that you've had to make to find good success in the beauty business? Um, I would say, and I always go back to like my struggles, struggles as a teen mom. Um, I feel like it built character and it helped me become very successful because I had to sacrifice letting my daughter go stay with my godmom for one year because I knew like I, what I wanted to be. I knew what God was calling me to do in the beauty industry and I needed help. And I had to let her go stay with her for a couple months. And I feel like that really turned my hustle up and that really like built character um, as I grew and became who I was. So that is definitely one of the things that I really it really pushed me against the wall because I was like, okay, you know, I, you know, I was missing my baby and I knew I needed help. And I was just I was working, I was grinding and I was just going hard for at that moment and still is today. But it really like pushed me, pushed me. And I feel like it really pushed me into who I am today, like the Sierra Glam shop that everybody see. I feel like that moment is what pushed me to be her. Yeah, I think that um, when you said sacrificing, uh, needing to have your baby go live with someone, um, you know how sometimes we get attacked by the choices we make regarding our children, right? Mm -hmm. But with her being with you and not having adequate um, resources to to care for her is, uh, um, I think, identifying that makes you a great mom, Makes you say, hey, she can have a better situation with them while I get myself in order, I think is a good choice. But there are so many judgmental people that are like, oh, you know, she let her baby go so she could, you know, focus on her. Well, you can't focus on your child if you don't have anything to offer them. You can't um, grow with them and allow them to evolve. So I think making a decision that is in the best interest of the child, you were less selfish by identifying that she needed to be somewhere else with somebody you trusted. She didn't lack for anything. She was fed well. And she was also explained to that mommy is working. She's trying to get her hustle up so that she can give you the life that you deserve. So I want to encourage anybody that's listening and anybody that's watching that, hey, don't let anybody talk about you or shame you into um, thinking that your decisions were selfish when you are doing sacrifices and making sacrifices and concessions to better the life for the family that you've been given. So I want to celebrate you and give you kudos for recognizing that allowing your baby to have that experience and to go ahead 
and shift for a year. It was just a year. She still knew who you were. She still yeah. had spent time with you. It wasn't like yeah. you just forgot about her. It was for her. It was yeah. for her. Now, and I'm not... Oh, go ahead. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm about to say, and I'm not giving people a pass to be like, oh, you need a break from your child and people, yeah, you no. know, have to worry about it. God gives you angels in disguise. So yeah. God places people and resources and sources in your life to actually help you get to the next level. And that includes people. Sometimes everybody's needed a babysitter. Everybody's yeah. needed some help. So I wouldn't allow anybody to shame you for what life you need to take your child to your parents house. So you, cause you need to have a work night shift so that you can provide and, and feed your child. Then by all mm -hmm. means, you know what I'm saying? No, you're right. I was saying that it's cra it's amazing, not crazy. It's amazing how God works because um, my daughter, she don't remember it. Like she literally, she'd be like, mom, I don't remember that. I just remember going over Mama Mika house. Like she called, cause it's my God mom and it's her God mom as well. And so she'll just be like, mom, I just remember going over her house. Like I don't remember it. She was like eight months. So, and I, and that was one of my biggest things. I was like, oh my God, I don't want my baby to forget me. I remember buying her a teddy bear, a builder bear. And I put my voice inside of the bear. And I was like, just said something to her. Like, you know, you're my girl, right? Love you. And just talk. Because I didn't want her to forget my voice. And even though it was only close to a year, but still as a mom, you know, like you said, with people judging and seeing different things and you don't want to be away from your daughter. But I appreciate you breaking it down like that, because still to this day, that's one of the things that I think about, like, dang. It bothered me a little bit, but actually speaking to you and how you just broke it down to me made me feel a lot better because you're right. I wasn't selfish. I knew that at the time, my living situations, financial and everything I had going on was just not um, good for her at the time. But as soon as I got it together, I got her back. So I appreciate you breaking it down like that. Yes. And see, that's the caveat. You didn't like get consumed in your decision making and see it as an easy road out to just leave her over there. You'd stepped away, got yourself in order, and then you went back for her. And, and, and listen, God sees it. She'll appreciate it more and more. And listen, the blessing is that she says she doesn't even remember that part. You remember it, but you get an opportunity to see it and change your perspective about it, you know, where you might have felt a little bit of hurt or like, man, was that the right decision? You know, I spent um, a year away from her. Listen, God always has a ram in the bush if you want yeah. to receive your bush with your name on it. And so, listen, where you are now, you could have never um, been able to thrive and been able to be successful in a way that informs her of your hustle and of your grind. You get to talk to her and be like, hey, babe, this is what I did so that I could make a better life for us. I don't think there's anything greater. I think it's selfish for you to be like, well, you know, I'm going to just lessen our way of life so I can do X, Y, and Z. No, you saw something um, about yourself. You learned, you grew into who, again, the Sierra that we know right now, all of that plays a part in your picture and in your story and what God created for you to be. So I don't want anybody to feel any type of way about how, how people see things, what works for you and what needed to happen for you 
was for you. So that's a blessing, girl. And I realized um, as we've gotten to know each other and spend time, beauty is not um, your only passion. Also, food seems to be a passion, but not only a passion, but a talent. So can you tell us what made you launch Ghetto Girls Eat and why it was important for you to pursue that passion? Because, baby, you are passionate. I was sitting in your living room when you were cooking it up, whipping it up. It was smelling so good. And I was like, man, I can't wait till she's done. Like you you were particular about how it looks on the plate. You're particular about the presentation. And it's just like that whole distance between beauty and makeup and brows and lashes all the way to the kitchen. Tell us about that and how you got started with Ghetto Girls Eat. So as you, like I said before earlier, like my hands always just been anointed and I always was very creative with my hands. So my grandparents, they actually um, had like different restaurants all over the metro Atlanta. And I was one of the granddaughter, uh, grandchildren that they taught the recipes to. I remember my, my grandma sitting me up on the counter just teaching me different things. And I always had, I'm, I'm a foodie. And I always had a passion to cook and just like to see people reaction. Like, is it good? Is it good? Like, literally, my husband will tell you, like, when I cook for him, I will ask him a hundred times what it tastes like. Like, and just seeing them satisfied and stuff like that. So when I came out with Ghetto Girl Eats, it was so crazy because everybody know me as Money Monster Sierra with my Money Monster movement, mm-hmm. with the glam the industry and stuff like that so I remember one day I was cooking for my team I'm always cooking for my team and uh, one of my team members Linda she actually um recorded me in the kitchen and I just was cooking having fun and everybody know I got this crazy big personality so I was just cooking in the kitchen having fun and she posted it and the video went viral it literally got like four million views when we posted it and I was just going crazy I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> and so with that, I was like, okay. Everybody was like, you got to show me how to do it. That looks so good. What did you do? This is the food just looked so good. So I was like, you know, I am a money monster. So I was like, all right, <laughs> I'm going to turn into a business. So I just started Ghetto Girl Eats. And I came up with the name. Everybody was fighting me with the name. Like, no, don't name it Ghetto Girl Eats. I was like, God gave me Ghetto Girl Eats. And what ghetto girl what ghetto girl stands for is just being loud crazy fun in the kitchen yeah. because you know when you do those things it's just like oh she's ghetto she's ghetto if you loud you ghetto if you talk a certain type of way you ghetto so it's just like ghetto girl eats like you could be ghetto have the you know ghetto have fun in the kitchen cook and still you know make it about family and love and one another thing too um cooking just brings everybody together to me, like, I feel like you can have the, the longest day and then you cook and you feel better. I feel yeah. like you could be going through something with your friends or family. And you're just like, all right, girl, we're going to go eat. And then everything is better. So um, that's another thing that made me that really inspired me to just keep going. Because as I've been doing it, a lot of people been coming together. It's created great conversations. The meals are great. And everybody just loved the whole movement. Yeah, it's true. Um, It seems like for every grand occasion, us, we love to eat. 
somebody's mm-hmm. pregnant, the baby shower, we got to have food. You have a birthday dinner, you have a birthday party, we're going to have food. You know, even the wedding, you got, the reception is a big part of it. We're we having food, you know. And then, of course, when you transition and, and everything is over at the cemetery, it's like, okay, what well, we're about to eat. Families gather around food. So I'm not mad at the name. I love Ghetto Girls Eat because the truth is, is not only are you loud and, and fun-loving, but you also are brilliant at what you do. So whether you're a ghetto girl or a polished girl or a ghetto girl meets polished or whether you're um, sophist or ratchet or whatever people want to call it, <laughs> It's literally like who you are. And it's so fun. It went viral because it was believable. It went viral because it was another side of you and you don't fit into any type of box. It it was literally like people seeing, taking you from love and hip hop Sierra, from beauty and glam shop money monster Sierra to the kitchen. And some people aren't able to make those transitions well, but you have done it well, which lets you know when when God does a thing like that and he unveils other layers of you, it literally shows people that the box can't ever fit you. You're so I was talking about this in a previous episode with Dr. Contessa from Married to Medicine. Um There are so many layers of you that are meant to be revealed, that are meant to follow you at different seasons of your life. So when you started Ghetto Girls Eating, people are telling you what you should do. I appreciate your book. I appreciate your, no, I'm going to do it this way. I'm going to call it this because it's authentic to me. So you didn't become anything else. You You know, for the sake of people, you became more of yourself and it attracted people. So that's how God works all the time it's a beautiful thing and this season of your life has been one that's been popping so i had the opportunity to meet a young fellow named eric whitehead child and um i happen to um also know that you all got engaged and so tell me how this relationship has been different from others. Is there anything you want to tell us about your engagement and the relationship and how it has differed from previous relationships in your life? Yes. So with Eric, I feel like, well, I know he brought out the soft, you know, how girls be like the soft life. I feel like he brought out the soft life. I mean, when, before I met him, my previous relationships always had to be the, you know, just the aggressive woman king, you know, and Eric came in and he was just like, no, we're not doing that. Certain things we're just not doing. I'm going to love you this way. We're going to do this. I'm going to treat you a whole different way. And it made me let my guards down. Now, I still, I'm still working on it because I'm not <laughs> all the way there yet. But I feel like the transition has been amazing from where I started. I feel like I'm a totally different person. I'm much more calm. I'm more patient. I'm more understanding. I think things out and, and I don't just be jumping because previous previous relationships, I always had to be the head almost. And I always had to make the final decisions. I always had to just, I was just always the leader and I, and it just made me so like aggressive. So yeah. now it feels, it's like a breath of fresh air that I'm able to just chill and let him lead now. Like That's it feels so, so beautiful good. because God knows how to level set, right? So mm-hmm. we talked about you being in the jungle, in the wilderness, finding Sierra. 
and you're mm-hmm. a go-getter. You can stand on your own, but now God has joined you with someone that will also take care of you and allow you to be you. What I've learned about both of y'all that is so beautiful is that you've learned how to allow him to lead and he's learned how to allow you to thrive. And so those things colliding and you guys learning about each other has also form this balance that people long for in their relationships. Like you want a partnership. You guys have that. You want preference and deference. And both of those are so important. So you prefer each other, but you also defer to each other. And I've seen that in real time with the both of you. Do you have arguments? Do you all get into it? Everybody does. But I feel like overall, what I've experienced for you guys' relationship is just there is a genuine true love for allowing you to be you. And that has been such a beautiful thing to watch. And I've also prayed for you in that regard, because when you had questions and, you know, came to me in confidence, literally you said, God told you who I was. We were just sitting at a dinner table in another country on the same retreat and that you felt comfortable enough to like connect with me. And we really went the distance the first night stayed up three in the morning getting to know one another. And I've never forgotten that moment because I was like, you can just be authentically yourself and God will inform you of how, who people um, are in the spirit. If you, if you are spending time with God, he will give you the necessary discernment for new people in your life. Cause you know, yes. that n- no new friends isn't always applicable. Sometimes new friends yeah. are necessary and sometimes what new relationships need. and associations are God's destiny for your life. I didn't know you existed, but now that I do, you've blessed my life in ways that you don't even know. And quietly, sometimes I don't even tell you because I think that sometimes it's beautiful for people who lead to also identify people that you can celebrate and you can be like wow and you can spot the leader in them so I've watched you guys you guys are beautiful you are expanding you're growing any plans you know what are, what are the things you look most forward to in marriage you thinking about children or expanding the family <laughs> any legacy plans Yes, that's one of our goals. That's one of our, um, if it's in God's, you know, order, I hope that happens. I do want to have more. We both want to have more kids. We want to just build, continue to love each other, continue to learn each other more and just, you know, and just be happy. Like, I want to focus on just the happy part. I feel like this social world, especially with social media, they created all of these different looks in terms of what a relationship be like, relationship should be like, and what it shouldn't. I want to be like that old grandma and grandma, granddaddy. Um, <laughs> you know how like your your grandma and granddaddy just used to love each other, and that's what I want for my relationship, for my marriage, and just for my life overall. I see my grandparents deeply fall in love with each other. And they were just for each other. And that's how I want to be. Like, I just want love and pure happiness um, and just, you know, and, and God. 
You know what? It, it's so refreshing to hear you say that because a lot of people aren't, you know, interested in really growing relationships. It's like, well, if it mm-hmm. works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I feel the same way. My parents have been married over 50 years. Has it been easy? No. Has it been perfect the whole time? No. But what I what I learned is that it's better to have a partnership, somebody that you can bounce things off of, somebody that you can be on with, just as on with as you are off with. Mm-hmm. Like somebody who sees you without the makeup and without the hair and they still mm-hmm. love you. And somebody who yeah. sees you in your, you know, your down times and can lift you up. Someone can see you in your up times and can navigate the winds with you and help keep you grounded and balanced. It's a beautiful thing. And uh, for someone like you, you know, you know how sometimes people are like, well, I'm about my grind. I'm about my hustle. You ain't got yeah. to have time for a relationship and, you know, relationships yeah. will hold you down. No, you can have both. It's about learning and prioritizing whatever purpose is along with a life partner. If that's your desire, I hate for people to say it can't be done. It can be done if you put your work and the effort into it, which brings me to my next point as we decide and we head decide as we head towards wrapping our interview together. It's been some passionate nuggets in this segment. Listen, I'm enjoying it myself, but you are a faith filled woman full of faith. It's real to you. It oozes from your, literally from your belly. Like there's, I've never had a conversation with you where God didn't come up, where faith wasn't yeah. a part of our talk, where you weren't acknowledging that if it were not for God, and usually people forget that they get more success, successful and less God. But for you, the more successful you are, the more God. And the more God conversations and the more God associations. So I read in your bio that you believe it's your duty to share the message of Matthew 16, 26. So what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul mean to you? Like, why does that scripture fuel you like it does? That is like, I feel like God gave me that um, scripture like before I became La Sierra Glam Shop. I feel like that that has always been what he has spoken to me. Um, it's very important to me because if you think about it, how could what would it gain for you to profit the whole world and then lose your soul? So what would it gain for you to get all of these worldly things for you to be able to, you know, buy and live the way you want to live and then you go to hell because the real goal is to get into heaven because yeah. that's where you get real good life the the gold roads the you know you get to meet god like that's the real that's the real goal so a lot of people get so caught up on the worldly things that they forget the real goal so why would you profit the whole world and lose your soul it's yeah. so easy to be successful in this world and to live you know a good life because you got to remember too the devil wants you the devil it uh, was joe remember with joe right the devil, the devil asked Job, could he go and bother him for a minute? And the God was like, he's not going to bend. And the devil was like, yes, he is. He was like, you could do whatever you want to, but you can't touch your soul. So with that being Come said, on. a lot of people are getting touched by the devil and turn, turning on God. Yeah. It's a, it's a lot of people being touched by the devil and, and turning on him instead of staying consistent because God give, give us the benefit of the doubt. We're his kids. He love us so much. Right. That's so right. it's just like it's just like 
you he you profit profit in the world and you losing your soul because you're being tricked by the enemy it's so true i don't want to never go through that i want to be able to flourish but i always remember the biggest goal like the biggest goal for me is to get in, into heaven that's true listen that's what we believe as Christian women of God, women of faith, we believe exactly what you just said. And so you can have all of these things and all of these things you can't take with you. So it's better mm -hmm. to have these things that we've been uh, uh, given to given by God to acknowledge yeah. the fact that the only reason we have the beautiful experience of those things is because of the God we serve. And so I love that you are not selfish in the fact that you're like, all of this is me, all of this is me. And you always acknowledge that God is the reason that you have been so successful. And it, it's, it's a beautiful thing because it makes people want to know the God you serve because you're always full of joy. You're always full of light. I, I know because I try to be that same person and let letting the love of God radiate from my soul, letting my passions fuel me and letting people understand that it's the faith walk that takes me yeah. into my purpose. And I've seen you do that so well. So I just appreciate that so much. Sierra, it's been amazing talking to you um, on this level. And I know that a lot of people know you and love you, but I just thank you for giving us a deeper glimpse of who you are. And, yes. and I want to tell you to keep going. If God tells you to, you know, open a, 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 a start a trucking business, baby, you do that. If God tells you to uh, to build and design furniture, you do it because you are wow. one who is an exhauster of purpose and you do it so well and you always acknowledge him. And we need that. We need that as an example. And I know you've been through a lot of things that has made you in, um, into the person that you are. So I just appreciate you using those moments and turning them into stories for people to know who might have found themselves in the same situation as you, letting them know that there is a God that can utilize whatever their now situation is and turn it into purpose. So eloquent eloquently, elegantly, and so purposefully. So thank you so much for talking to us today. Thank you for having me. It I was great. I love you. You know I love you. Yes. Thank you so much. I'm yeah. just grateful that you had me on and, and it did give me a chance to let people see that other side because a lot of times people don't know, you know, so I just appreciate what you're doing using your platform to just get other women voices out into the world. Thank you so much. That's right. Well, I love you so much. I can't wait to see you and I can't wait to have some more ghetto girls eat food because I'm coming. I'm on my way this weekend. So I'm going to see okay. you and see what you're cooking right. up this weekend. Have a All good right. day and I'll talk you to you too. soon. Love you, girl. Bye. Love you. And also, last but not least, you guys know that I always have an Av's Advice segment called Dear Av. And I have a story for you guys today. I want you to listen up. Someone wrote in and said, Dear Av, I reestablished my relationship with God about two years ago. I've been diligently fostering a lifestyle that aligns best with my Christian values. But as a 24-year-old woman, I fear that I'm missing out on experiences that will make me more well-rounded as an adult. 
I don't go to many social gatherings and I offer decline when invited on things like girls trips and birthday celebrations. I believe this is the right thing to do, but it's a lonely life. And I often find myself on the outside of a joke, not understanding cultural or age appropriate references. I think I come off awkward so people don't really want to hang out with me too often. So pastor, I'd like to know how much I can allow myself to explore without disrupting my values. Honey, I am the one for this right here. Let me tell you something. People run away from Christianity because they think people are weird. I am not your typical what you call first lady. What I am is who God made me to be. And I think it is truly um a disservice to yourself and God to be anything but who he created you to be. He knew who you were when he formed you in your mother's womb. He knew who you would be. He knew the experiences you would live. I'm not telling you to go crazy. You are young. You're 24. Listen, those were my Christian values as well. I grew up in church. It said, train up a child in the way that she, he or she should go. And when they are old, they will not depart from it. You might step away from it for a little bit, but you have those Christian values inside of you. I'm not one that says you can't listen to this or you can't go here. You can't do that. I feel like the closer you are to God, you make your own decisions about who you are and who God has created you to be as a person of faith without compromise. And it's up to you to decide what those values are. I love Beyonce. I love Kirk Franklin. I love Tasha Cobbs Leonard. I also love, uh, what's the girl's name? Ella Mae. I also love how funny, you know, some of the artists are. And sometimes their lyrics are a little bit sketchy, but I love the flow of the music. I think it's up to you to decide how much you're feeding yourself and making sure that there is a healthy balance between you having a regular life, being able to connect to people in a way that doesn't um, compromise your values, but also you don't have to become a hermit. You don't have to become somebody that is a recluse based on your values. Your values can shine through. Listen, I've been the one in the room where people are like, oh, you know, Pastor Av is here. I won't have a drink. Honey, you would have a drink if I wasn't here. So why change who you are when I'm here? I'm not advocating for, you know, drunkenness. I'm not advocating for you to party like a rock star to the point of unrecognizability. I am asking for you to be authentic to who you are. And as you grow and as you evolve with your relationship with God, he will inform you and, and your values will shift based on that. I want you to be who you are and I want you to be able to go into a room and not feel shameful for the decisions that you've made about being a Christ follower, but also be authentic to the joyous person you are. Honey, I'm a dancer. If I hear Beyonce, I'm dropping it. I don't care where I am. Pastor Av and all, whatever it is you want to call me, but I love music. I've been a dancer since I was three years old. It's inside of me. And you know what? God gave me that gift. So I'm going to do it. If I want to, you know, model to a song that is not Kirk Franklin, y'all going to have to be okay with that or not, because it's who I am. I want to encourage you to be you and those who are called to walk with you with where you are in this season of your life. Embrace them and the ones that think you're weird. Hey, maybe they're missing out on the greatest gift of being in your company. So be cool with who you are. And that's the best advice that I can give you. Don't worry about what people think. God will add to you and subtract from you those who don't mean you any good and who can't embrace you without you having to compromise you.
So have an amazing day. I pray that that blessed you. Listen, if you would like advice from me, please, please, please email me at avunfiltered, A-V-E unfiltered at aventuregraycode.com because I want to read your stories. I want to give you my best advice and I look forward to those segments. So that's it. That's been another episode of Avon Filter for season two, Real Convos, No Filters. Please like, share, and follow. Follow me on all social media. Listen, Sierra Glam Shop. Follow her. Sign up for her workshops. Sign up for her retreat. Listen, glean from her recipes because her food is good. It doesn't just look good. It is good. And enjoy the holiday season with family and friends and those you love. God bless you. Love you. See you next time. 